Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts, community leaders, and local stakeholders to raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about the Cobb Collaborative's focus areas. Today, we are delighted to welcome Sandy Panishi to our program. Sandy is the Deputy Director for Cobb Senior Services and in that role oversees a variety of programs. And before we learn more about your agency, Sandy, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, thank you. And thank you very much, Irene, for having me here today. Um, I have lived in Cobb County for over 20 years. So needless to say, Cobb County is definitely my home. And it's amazing to be able not just to live in Cobb County, but to work in and for Cobb County government um, in senior services. Uh, My background is I have a Bachelor's of Arts in Urban Studies from Georgia State University. I followed that with a Master's in Gerontology from University of West Georgia, along with doing some work at the Justice Center of Atlanta and have a certification in Conflict Management. And also, I am very active in the developmental disability community and served on the First, partners in policymaking offered by the Governor's Council on Developmental Disabilities, which really started uh, my advocacy, um, whether it's for developmental disabilities or for older adults. Wow. Um, Sandy, you and I have the pleasure of seeing each other in the community on a fair amount, and you're always asking me when I sleep, but I think I need to ask you the very same question. You are one busy lady, but lots of people benefit um, from that. So um, again, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us on the show. So I know that you are very passionate about your work at Cobb Senior Services. I also know that there's probably a fair amount of people in Cobb County um, and surrounding areas that don't really know all that senior services offers and that it's not just for those older people or those older people. It really can be for all of us. So can you talk a little bit more about the programs, services, and activities that Cobb Senior Services offers? Absolutely. Um, We are senior services for all of Cobb County government. In fact, Cobb Senior Services just celebrated Um, well, our 50th anniversary. Um, We were established in 1972. That's as far back as we go. So if you're talking (laughs) about aging, (laughs) our department um, fits the bill. We are aging along with the individuals that, of course, we serve. And it's wonderful to do so because we learn so much. That's who we learn from, from the people Mm -hmm. that we serve. Um, We have seven senior centers located throughout Cobb County. Um, that offer a variety of recreational and educational programs, in addition to exercise classes and other activities. So it's pretty much, if you name it, um, we most likely have it. Um, We have recently partnered with our parks department, and we offer the first annual pickleball tournament, which was (laughs) very, very well attended. Um, We had over 60 individuals come out to participate in this. And while individuals who may be listening to this podcast think, oh, pickleball, it's for older adults, 
really pickleball is something that has really, um, really grown and kind of taken over the nation and um, in other parts of the country. Um, it's common among youth, um, teenagers, um, and all adults. And in fact, a little tidbit here, Tom Brady, uh, the quarterback of Tampa Bay, uh -huh. has just recently bought a pickleball franchise. Wow. Okay. <laughs> You're right, Sandy. I see pickleball on mainstream television shows now all the time, you know, like um, clips on ESPN. And I think I've seen it on um, the tennis channel. And wow. Well, if Tom Brady has invested in it, it's probably going to be golden then, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it also shows you that it really serves uh, a very diverse population. So sometimes mm. we associate uh, and label things uh, for older adults. I think we need to really start to look past those labels mm. and say, hey, is there something else here to this activity or um, to this an educational component that we can all learn from? Yes. Uh, so we're very excited about that. In addition to our senior centers, we have a community health and education unit which we are very, very proud of. Um, it has been in the forefront um, in metropolitan Atlanta um, with services to older adults. Um, we partner with FODAC, Friends of Disabled Adults and Children, mm -hmm. in providing durable medical equipment to, to individuals. There's no charge for this, and individuals who are in need of various types of durable medical equipment can call Cobb Senior Services. And, um, and asked to um, speak with Amy Waddell, who heads up our community health and education unit. Um, so that's something that's very, very critical and um, sometimes can be very difficult, especially if you're, you've just recently had a hospitalization or some other type of need. So we have that service. In addition, um, we have just launched, and it's very new, our Share the Care program. This is a program um, you, there are um, requirements for this program. Some of our programs do have income requirements, and this is one of them that does. Mm -hmm. But this program provides financial assistance to older adults for dental, hearing, and vision care. And as we know, uh, Medicare really is, doesn't really cover dental, and that can be very difficult as we age, and dental care is an intricate and important part of our overall health and well-being. And so if the certain income requirements are met, we can offer assistance in that area. And the individuals would just need to call COP Senior Services with regard to that. Um, and this, um, this unit offers all sorts of programs with regard to maintaining the health of older adults, um, such as powerful tools for caregivers, for individuals and families. So we don't just serve older adults. We serve families and we serve the overall Cobb community. Mm -hmm. So we offer programs such as powerful tools for caregivers, um, diabetes management, um, and matter of balance because falls prevention is very, very important and critical, um, really not just for older adults, but at any age. Yeah. So we offer programs such as that. Um, which we are um, the forerunners in providing within Metro, Metro Atlanta. Um, uh, it goes without saying, where would senior services be without Meals on Wheels? 
Um, we deliver, have delivered since 1972 meals to individuals who um, happen to be homebound. Um, just last year in 2022, we delivered 81,591 meals wow. throughout the county. And that is a very, very important um, um, program. Food insecurity among older adults is extremely high. Mm -hmm. And we work very hard to ameliorate um, food insecurity throughout Cobb County. Um, in addition, um, we also offer demand response transportation. Um, you do have to qualify for that. So it's not a blanket approval process, but you can call us. And demand response provides transportation to doctor's appointments, to, to banks, and to grocery stores. Something that is very, very needed. Um, we also have our Veterans Connection, um, which is absolutely amazing. So for veterans in each of our centers, it's called Veterans Connection. And once a month, there's a meeting and um, a veteran. And it's discussed resources, needs, and also really important, just the networking and the camaraderie and the getting together mm -hmm. to, um, to discuss things of that nature. Right. And um, we also offer in-home services. We work with individuals who may need a greater level uh, of care within the home. Um, so part of our grant through the Older Americans Act, we're able to offer services such as um, personal care. So that entails um, bathing, um, a little housekeeping, mm -hmm. things of that nature. And so that's an important program, along with respite, because sometimes families are in need, especially in this day and age, they're caring for an older adult uh, parent or another older adult, and they need a respite, they need a break. Sure. And so we, we offer that program too. Wow. I'm, it is, it yeah. is amazing. It's it is. Um, here, I think I'm so engaged and I learned something about your programs and services just from this conversation. So, wow, hats off. And you're probably leaving out some things, you know, just because they're um, maybe seasonal or, um, you know, a program was relevant for a certain amount of time and now it's gone away. But truly, you do serve the entire um, health and, and needs and well-being of not only the senior population, as you said, but the caregivers um, as well. So, man, and as deputy director, do all of these roll up to you? Do you provide with your educational and professional experience in gerontology, do you provide subject matter expertise in crafting the programs? I do provide subject matter expertise. I have oversight of all the senior centers and the community health and education unit and general operations, but I collaborate closely with our director on various strategic initiatives. Um, and that's very important. And working with community partners to broaden and expand um, the knowledge and the education of the needs of older adults in our community, which is so important. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I don't want to neglect in talking about is our volunteer services um, unit, which is very, very important 
um, without those volunteers, we cannot deliver those 81,000 meals oh, throughout yes. And they provide, they are the backbone and the core of everything that we do. Um, we are a smaller department, so we, we greatly depend upon our volunteers and, um, and their generosity of their time mm -hmm. uh, to deliver those meals. But also our volunteers also serve to help out in our centers by answering phones um, and help assisting with some of our programs. In addition to that, we have what we call our retired senior volunteer program. And those individuals take the expertise that they have and they utilize that to teach and instruct and to give seminars within our senior centers. Mm -hmm. So we have opportunities for anyone that has an interest in making a positive impact in the lives of older adults. You really do. And we definitely want to drop in the show notes, Sandy, um, how someone could volunteer or learn more about those volunteer opportunities. Is there a phone number or an email address that they should connect with? Absolutely. I would really recommend the um, calling. The number is 770-528-5355. Okay. And if they'll ask for Andrea, then she, they will be connected. But all, all, all of our staff is well, very well versed in what we offer in our programs. So when you call, all you need to do is chat and say, hey, I have an interest in <laughs> delivering meals or I have an interest in mm -hmm. teaching a course in one of your centers. And mm -hmm. they will connect you with the individual you need to speak with. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can say Sandy said to call <laughs> 770-528-5355 and ask for Andrea. So awesome. Exactly. Well, Sandy, you um, probably see the same statistics that I do. Uh, we know Cobb County as a whole is aging. And in fact, I think all of America is aging. So we are reflective of that on a local level. What's one thing that people might find surprising or something that you want people to know about the aging process? Um, I think what's most important to know about, about aging um, is that no one ages in the exact same way. How you age is really, um, yes, people will say it's dependent upon your health. And of course, health always does have an impact, but it's an it has an impact on us no matter what age we are. Um, certain things aren't a process of aging. For instance, dementia is that a lot of individuals associate, oh, I'm going to age, so naturally I'm going to have dementia. That is not necessarily true. And we really want to dispel those stereotypes and we want to dispel the myth of, um, of aging. It's very important. Aging is, um, is a mindset. It's a belief system, and it's it's very very important to have a positive belief system um, about <laughs> aging, about the aging process, because that will determine um, your outlook and your mindset. And as we know, no matter what age we are, our mindset is critical to how we um, traverse various stages in our lives, um, even when we're younger, even when we're starting a new job, whether we're aging. It's very, very important. And with that, I'd really, um, I love how the COP Collaborative has book recommendations. So I came up with one in preparation for this podcast. Terrific. And she is an amazing um, 
educator and very well-versed. Her name is Becca Levy, and the title of her book is Breaking the Age Code. And it talks about how your perceptions, how you feel about yourself and how you look at aging will really determine how you age. And that's very, very important. And um, Dr. Levy has been very instrumental uh, along with others, um, I believe Ashton Applewhite too, in dispelling um, ageism in our society. And I think that is the first and most important thing um, that, that needs to be said really about aging um, and the importance of it. Um, we're all aging, no matter what age you are, we all are aging. Yes. And so our outlook and, about that is so critical. Yes. And as my mother says, I mean, we there is no other option, right? N none of us want to face the other option of not being here, right? So exactly. And also sometimes people will ask me, oh, senior centers, because sometimes people label that. We like to think of successful aging. And someone will say, well, what does that mean, Sandy? What does successful aging mean? And my response to that is what it means is basically you're determining on what is successful for you as you age, mm. you are mapping your course. You are charting that depending upon where you want to live, what your interests are, whether you want to continue to work, whether you want to continue to, to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And the one thing um, about senior centers is Senior centers are, offer a sense of place. Yeah. All of us have and need a sense of place. And when you think about it, your first sense of place is your home. Your second set, uh, sense of place may be your work environment. And your third set of place is basically out in the community, mm -hmm. the senior center. So as we age, sometimes we encounter losses. And they can be sometimes substantial losses. And as older adults, sometimes we lose our sense of place. Cobb Senior Services and all these centers that we have give older adults and their families a sense of place mm. because we're serving older adults, but we have a lot of intergenerational programs, mm. a lot of things um, to bring people up to date on and educate them on and interest and being able to ask answer questions that they might not find the answers to by by just talking to someone else or a friend. Mm -hmm. So, so important. I mean, if it's one thing that I think we all learned over the last three years is we are meant to connect with others, right? Um, and while virtual options can certainly fill gaps and um, help with that, particularly in times of illness, um, but having that physical opportunity to come together and um, and find your sense of place or your sense of being with others. And, you know, just like I think it's no doubt very intentional that you call the Veterans Connections program what you do, because um, the connection is probably so much more vital than a phone number that might be shared. While that definitely could be very important, but that connection with individuals who maybe have walked um, part of that same journey that you have and so can at least identify with you um, on that. So Exactly. And we all walk a different journey, but we all sometimes walk the same journey and 
You're so right, Irene, finding that connection. So that is what a senior center is. It's a, mm-hmm. It offers a sense of place. Yeah. And if people come keep that in mind, I think it can be a very wide opening um, experience. Um, it, it really is. It Absolutely. is not just, oh, I just go there and, and I sit. It, it couldn't be far yeah. from the truth. And all of our centers are very wide open. So all you need to do is pick a center. You can either go online. You can call. You don't even have to do that. You mm-hmm. can just drive on over. Show up. <laughs> um, because we really do have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is so great. Um, and really hats off to you and the leadership team, um, your director, uh, Awana, and the county government, um, our county manager, deputy county manager, and our elected officials on seeing the importance of maintaining um, programs and services and activities for our senior population because they realize the vital role that um, they play, that we all play in our community, right? Absolutely. Um, and we are fully supported. Our our director is is wonderfully supportive, especially about our community outreach. Um, our elected officials um, are very supportive along with our county manager and deputy county manager and our public um, services agency director, Dr. Jatan Gibson. Um, we have phenomenal support for everything that we do in, in this department. And at times when people think of individuals such as fire and police as first responders, um, I look upon what we do here at Senior Services as first responders. Mm, um, we're responding yeah. to a vital, vital need um, for older adults and for their family. Mm-hmm. But the tone as to what does aging really look like? Look like, yeah. Well, please know, um, sometimes it's not even that. You all um, have been a resource for um, me to refer other people to the collaborative phone rings on a very frequent basis with questions that are not necessarily within our wheelhouse to deliver. And on more than one occasion, I have received phone calls from a neighbor who was concerned about an elderly resident down the street who maybe is estranged from their family or doesn't have any family. And I, the first thing I always say is, well, have you called senior services? And, and usually the answer is no, maybe because they're younger. Um, and I'm like, oh, nope, we, we start there. Um, before we even start resourcing any other things in terms of food or medical or anything like that. Let's start with Cobb Senior Services, because I know that that team will come in and address what needs to happen. So thank you. You probably didn't even know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, and we appreciate it very much, because if we don't know the answer or have it for you, believe me, we're going to find out. Yes. We're going to get the answer for you. (laughs) Well, Sandy, your advocacy and support of vulnerable populations extends beyond senior citizens. You have worked, as you referenced in your introduction, with the intellectual and developmentally disabled community as well. And I just invite you to speak a little bit more about that work. You've done some policy work. You, I know you do trainings and you offer guidance and support to other um, individuals. Well, thank you, Irene. Yes, it's. Uh, um, I happen to have a daughter with a developmental disability, 
So that is how I became very engaged in the disability community. And um, it has been and continues to be a wonderful experience. It continues to be a learning experience because you start off at a very, I started off with my daughter at a very young age learning about advocacy. Um, and I really have to thank the Governor's Council on Developmental Disabilities for offering partners in policymaking. And um, that program basically takes individuals um, who are not familiar with the advocacy process and trains, trains them. Talk, they train them in how to work with legislatures about disability policy, all of that. Um, a lot of times there is, um, as they say, in certain communities, you learn through other parents, through other individuals who've gone through the same thing or who are experiencing rather the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I did that, but I jumped in. But that's the other in the past. Uh, in the past, I've worked with parent to parent and sat on various committees with regard to that um, and working with different individuals and providing information about waivers for individuals with developmental disabilities. Because sometimes when you work with vulnerable populations, it can often be a maze and yes. also can be very overwhelming for an individual whether it's some uh, family member who has a child or a, another family member with a developmental disability or an, um, someone who's working with an aging parent. And sometimes those worlds do intersect and I'm finding slowly but surely they are. Um, when I first got into the field of aging, I thought, oh, this will be great. It'll parallel my experience in working in the developmental disability community. But what I'm finding out is it's starting to intersect because mm -hmm. history has shown us that individuals with developmental disabilities a long time ago really didn't age. Mm -hmm. And now with advances in medicine and knowledge and all of that, we have individuals with developmental disabilities who are aging. Right. So that's what I'm saying my work starts to intersect. So I provide expertise um, to our department in, in that area. But it is very, very important. There's all sorts of opportunities for advocacy and, and learning. It can sometimes be a somewhat complex um, area, mm -hmm. um, but it's very, very important to, to grow and to understand. And there's a lot of individuals in the DD community that, quite frankly, are, I, are just amazing in and of themselves, who've done this yeah. work for much longer than I have, and um, some who have a, a greater depth. But um, it is very important when we look at individuals with developmental disabilities that they are individuals and they have some very surprising gifts um, to give. And also they teach us some very, very important lessons in, um, in serving others. And what strikes me the most is you have various groups where for advocacy, um, whether it's religious, ethnic, um, all sorts of advocacy groups where people have a voice to advocate for themselves um, standardly. Mm -hmm. um, in the developmental, disabil developmental disability community, it's slightly different because some of those individuals don't have the ability to have a voice. Mm -hmm. So they rely more heavily on individuals such as myself, um, other parents, 
mm-hmm. and um, and other advocates to advocate for them. So that's where the difference in advocacy, in my opinion, comes in. Uh, most of us can advocate for ourselves, but the developmental disability community, yes, I don't want to take away that some in the developmental disability community advocate for themselves. They most certainly do. Right. But, however, there's a large number who don't have that ability. And Absolutely. that's why it's very, very, that advocacy is so critical. Yeah. And as you were talking, Sandy, uh, you know, I was thinking about it's the same thing as you referenced um, with the seniors. We're wanting to make sure that everybody has a place, right? The the most appropriate place. So for our friends and neighbors who do have um, intellectual or developmental disability, can they have a place at home and feel comfortable, you know, with the services and supports they need? Can they be in the community with the services and supports um, that they need? Can they live um, their best life and have choices and options, just like everybody wants for their loved ones, right? Absolutely. And you're so right. It segues into what I was saying, a sense of place. And that sense of place applies um, to individuals with developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Absolutely. Well, Sandy, as our time together draws to a close, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you that you do want to share or that you feel is so important? We don't want to let this time get away. I think the most important thing that I could share is that for individuals who have the willingness and the time to devote themselves to some type of volunteer opportunity, I would encourage you to do so, no matter what that opportunity is, whatever that spark is that 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 just drives you or excites you, um, your your talents are needed. You may not think they are, but they truly are in some way, shape or form, because that's how we take our small little piece of the world and make it a better place by getting involved in something that's much greater than ourselves. Uh, so such important and um, true, truer, truer words. Ooh, I can almost say that today. <laughs> We're never spoken. Thank you. We all have either time, talent, or treasure to share, sometimes all three. So figure it out, folks, <laughs> and get involved. Exactly. And it's always <laughs> needed and it's always, always welcomed. Absolutely. Well, Sandy Panici, Deputy Director of Cobb Senior Services, thank you so much for joining us today. And Irene, thank you so very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about senior services and also about developmental disabilities. I really appreciate it. Uh, well, we look forward to the continued partnership. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind podcast. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Please tune in next time as we continue to empower and engage our community through conversations about important and critical issues. Until next time, please stay well. And remember, there is no health without mental health.